coming to you from the Deep South. This is the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast. High impact leadership is not reserved for leaders, and it has nothing to do with your position, title, or rank. However, it does have everything to do with your character. It's time to climb to the next level and beyond, personally and professionally. Now, let's start making it happen with your host, Max Story. Hello and welcome to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast today. So today I'm back continuing my series on my book, Blue Collar Leadership and Teamwork, 30 Traits of High Impact Players. Today we're on trait 16, Be Approachable. That's the, that's the title of this chapter, trait 16, Be Approachable. Subtitle is Who You Know Determines Where You Go. So before I really start talking about being approachable, I, I want to tell you there, there was so many years in my life where I was not approachable. It, it started in high school and it went well into my adult life. Pretty much if, if I didn't know you and, and, and I didn't like you, you, you pretty much could tell I was not the kind of person you wanted to approach. You've probably seen some of those folks in your life before. You may even be one who are, who's trying to improve on that, just like I had spent a lot of years doing that myself. People who meet me today, they would have no idea the person I used to be. I pretty much tell everybody, like I'm telling you today, but unless you were there, you, you don't know. I walked around with a scowl on my face and my, my shoulders back and up tight, stiff. Uh, I, I just... I, especially after I went into Marine Corps and I carried a lot of that around with me for a while and uh, it, was, it was pretty obvious, but I just didn't want anybody invading my space. I didn't want people talking to me unless I wanted to talk to them. It was always about me. But I'm going to tell you, in life, if you want to be a high-impact team player, you got to be approachable. If you want to be a high-impact individual, you've got to be approachable. If you want to be a high-impact leader, you've got to be approachable. So this book's focused on teamwork. So I'm talking about how, how it impacts teams, you individually as a person, though, as a team member. So as I've asked you many times, imagine you had to pick a person to be on a team with. You got to pick the person. The boss says, I, I've narrowed it down to two people. Both of them are outstanding you know, the boss, the leader of the team, but they're giving you the option to pick the person. And the boss says, I'm only going to tell you one thing about these two people that's different. For the most part, I really can't tell a difference. They're rock stars. They know their job. They do their job. they high performers. They make things happen. But I'm going to allow you to pick which one you want to work with. Since you're going to have to be working with them, I'm going to tell you one thing that's different about each one of them, and you're going to have to base your decision on that. So here it goes. One of them is approachable, meaning you can talk to them about anything. They're nice to you, right? That's what being approachable means. They respect you, that sort of thing. I'm kind of defining approachable to a sense, but I'm talking about the one thing. One person is approachable. One person isn't. The other one's kind of standoffish. 
they really don't like you invading their space. They don't really, really don't want you interrupting them. That sort of thing. So you got a choice. You got two rock stars, and you get to pick which one you work with. And the only thing you know about them, beyond that, they're both rock stars. Is one of them is approachable, one of them is not. Which one are you gonna tell the boss to hire? I promise you, it's gonna be the approachable one. It's it's common sense. Every one of these chapters I'm teaching you is common sense. But like I always ask when I do this little scenario or this exercise with you, it's easy to look out the window and know which one you want to work with. But for most people, it's harder to look in the mirror and say, which one am I? Because if it's good for everybody else, it's good for you too. If you think other people need to be approachable, guess what you need to be? I had to figure it out. You can learn it. If you're not an approachable person, you can learn to be approachable. I'm going to tell you the first thing you got to learn, you got to actually care about other people. That's why when I talk about transformation, I know about transformation. Whether it's personal transformation or transforming cultures, I've done both. And the reason I'm effective at transforming cultures is because I have transformed myself. And the reason that's important is because to transform cultures, you got to get a, extend an invitation for people, including you if you're the top leader, for people to transform themselves. And you can imagine if you want someone to transform themselves, if the leader of those people have actually transformed themselves, they're going to be much more motivational and inspirational. One thing they're going to be is they're going to be approachable. So Rhea, my wife, and again, hopefully you, hopefully you enjoyed last week's episode with her showcasing her new newest book, uh, The Ladder of Influence. But she's going to be doing, and she already is doing newsletters. She's going to be doing more podcasts of her own. If you don't listen to Rhea, you need to be listening to Rhea. You probably figured that out last week. But here's something she says about uh, being approachable. She says, my success personally and professionally is based on my ability to connect and communicate. And so is yours. She says, that's so true. Your success personally and professionally is based on your ability to connect and communicate with other people. Real, real nail that one. And one question I ask people when I'm talking about being approachable is do you attract people or repel people? So do I attract followers or do I repel followers? When I say be approachable, I mean anybody can approach me. White collar, blue collar, no collar, it doesn't make a difference. But who you are determines where you go. Who you are determines where you go. So we just crossed a halfway point through the 30 traits of high-impact players. You know, today we're on 16 out of 30. So imagine this for a moment. Imagine what it would be like if every team member in your company, on-site and off-site, including the frontline workers and everyone on the support team, such as leadership at all levels, engineering, maintenance, warehousing, inventory control, shipping and receiving, quality, safety, IT, 
accounting, purchasing, sales, customer service, marketing, everybody. All the people I left out, them too. Imagine if they were all intentionally embracing and learning and applying these 30 traits that I'm teaching you through this series. And again, I hope you get the book. Remember, I introduced you to a character in that book called Blue Collar Bob. He's a fictional character, but he's learning and transforming throughout that book. And he's sharing with you insight. You know, I just made him up to help teach the content, put a little story in there. You're not getting that story through these podcasts because it doesn't really fit. I hope you get Blue Collar Leadership and Teamwork and dive into that book. But imagine if everybody in your company was truly a high-impact player wanted to be there's nothing wrong with them but they know you don't have to be sick to get better that you know i learned that from michael josephson but think about that what would be different literally just today just this one trait out of the 30 that i'm talking about and there's far more than 30 this book's just focuses on 30 30 other key traits that will make you a highly sought after employee of choice the kind of people want to hire people want to promote people want to follow people want to work with if you got all that going on in your life in your professional career you're gonna have a good one but imagine everybody in your company's focused on this what would be different what would change within the organization would your organization be a better place to work or a worse place to work? Would the organization attract better team members and be more likely to retain the high-impact players already on the team? Would you feel better personally at work if everybody around you were, were, was buying into this type of content? Were they trying to get better? better at working with other people, better at helping other people climb to the next level and beyond. Would, you, would there be less stress for you and everybody else? It's easy to answer these questions, but it ain't easy to be the kind of leader that would get these kind of books and develop their team. I can't remember if I shared this with you or not, but some over the past month or two, I had a client, and the CEO of this billion-dollar company, nearly a billion dollars, he called me a while back. He ordered a $100,000 worth of books. He had 1,800 employees. He basically ordered three books for every employee. Blue Collar Leadership, Leading from the Front Lines. This book right here, Blue Collar Leadership and Teamwork, 30 Traits of High-Impact Players. In Blue Collar Leadership and Supervision, Unleash Your Team's Potential. All of the formal authority leaders, anybody who has someone reporting to them, you know, 100-plus formal authority leaders, they're, they're going through this together, just exactly like I teach you on Episode 305, How to Facilitate a High-Impact Book Study. They're going through this, this book. They're going through all three of these books. All of those leaders are going to go through these three books. But then also... They're going to be taking their entire workforce through these books. The way I understand it, unless something changes, 
even the frontline entry level people are going to go through all three of these books. That's why they bought three of them for each person, 5,400 books. And actually got another 300 besides that. So it's actually about $102,000 worth of books. But what I just asked you about those questions, they're going to find out what would be different. Because they got a high-impact leader at the CEO level who is highly intentional about transforming the culture. Hoping and wishing is not going to make it happen. Hoping and wishing is not going to help you transform your life. Hoping and wishing is not going to cause you to become a high-impact team player. But I wanted to share that about that CEO because for an organization to get better, there's got to be a leader somewhere that's going to make it happen. And that leader is going to make it happen. We got to go down and do a lot of work with those folks. And it's it's pretty cool. We we actually got to lead that group of leaders for, through, through book studies. We facilitated 11 teams per day, Rhea and I did, separately. Each one had about 10 or anywhere from really 8 to eight to 12 sometimes, but usually around nine or 10 people on each team. So for 10 straight days, we facilitated on blue collar leadership and supervision, unleash your team's potential. That was the first book, first introduction to this content for those folks. And it's pretty powerful. We did it 10 days in a row. We covered three chapters a day. Took about 30 to 45 minutes per day they dedicated to this. And it was amazing to see how quickly their mindset shifted from managing people to understanding about what leading people meant and then to have a strong desire to transition from managing people to leading people. Right now, they, they continued on after we left. They're doing, uh, they're, they're focused now, they're leading each other, they're facilitating their own teams same groups of people going through blue-collar leadership, leading from the front lines. Instead of doing three chapters every day for 10 days in a row, they're doing three chapters once a week for 10 weeks in a row. And then they're going to start on this book, Blue-Collar Leadership and Teamwork, and do the same thing. While also, they're going to cascade out blue-collar leadership leading from the front lines out to the entire workforce they got to figure out how to do that i'm not sure yet how they're going to do it but i know they're going to do it and they they're actually very anxious to do it so that's what's cool about it they, they are gung-ho and engaged imagine if you only got a, a company with 10 people instead of 1800 or 18,000. 10 people 20 people 30 people 40 people if you have a high impact leader in that team that wants to build high-impact individuals and high-impact team players. It can happen fast in small companies. Unfortunately, most of these small companies, they don't have leaders capable of leading like I'm talking about. They just worried about making money. They ain't worried about developing people. But let's get back to talk about being approachable, what today's lesson is. Everything's intertwined and tied together. But, but I just asked you those set of questions about what would be different if you're in your company if everybody was a high-impact player, if everybody was approachable. And I asked you that set of questions. I asked you to look out the window and say, if everybody else did all this, what all would be better? 
But now I want you to look inward. This is where the real magic happens. I want you to look inward and ask yourself this question. What, what if I intentionally chose to embrace, learn, and apply these 30 traits? Just this one today I'm talking about being approachable. Hopefully you got the book, or at least you've been listening to the other ones. The reason you need the book is you don't have to wait 30 weeks to go through this content. You can go a lot faster than you can listen to this content to supplement your, your reading and development. But you do whatever fits for you. But look inward, ask yourself this question. What if I intentionally chose to embrace, learn, and apply these traits? And then I'm going to ask you some questions. You're looking in the mirror now. So what would happen? What would happen if you literally applied these traits you're learning? And again, you may not have read the book. You may not have listened to the other 15 traits I've already talked about. All you're hearing is this podcast at this moment. So what would happen if you were more approachable? Pause the audio and think about it. Ask yourself and think about it. You should do that for every one of these questions I'm about to ask you. I'm going to ask you the question. You pause and then you think about it. Relative to just this one trait. But you really should go through the entire book and ask these questions. And then make it happen. So what would happen if you were more approachable? Next question. Would you be doing your part as you expect everyone else to do their part? Next question. Would your influence increase if you were more approachable? Would you have more influence? Why is that important? Would you develop more meaningful relationships if you were more approachable? Personally and professional. Professionally. Would life at work be better if you were more approachable? Would life at home be better if you were more approachable? And this is a big one right here. Would you be more valuable to your company if you were more approachable? Would you be more valuable to other companies if you were more approachable? Would you be more or less likely to be seen as promotable if you were more approachable. And again, you can go through any of these 30 traits and ask these same questions. If you were more approachable, would you be seen as part of the problem or part of the solution? And again, I'm talking, referencing cultural transformation. Who's going to be part of the problem when it comes to cultural transformation? People who are approachable or people who are not approachable. Common sense, right? Who's going to be part of the solution? So how would you be seen if you were more approachable? Part of the problem or part of the solution? Would it matter? Why would it matter? Why should it matter? So Rob, Rob Waldman, he had this to say. He said, relationships are about relating. 
you don't spend time relating with your team, there won't be any relationship. There will be bosses and workers. There won't be leaders and followers. And remember, if you've ever heard me talk about leadership, everybody is a leader. Everybody needs to be approachable. Low-impact leaders, they don't want to be approachable. They want their teams to avoid them. I had bosses like this. I had coworkers like this. I had support people like this during my 20-year manufacturing career. And I'm going to tell you, I, I hadn't learned all this stuff back, that I've learned now, but back then it was plain and simple. I hated those people. I needed to work with these people, and I hated those people. I hated when I had to go talk to these people. Because of this trait right here, they were not approachable. They were rude. They were condescending. They were all kinds of bad traits. And the reason they were like that was so they could be left alone for all kinds of reasons. One reason I know for many of them was they didn't want extra work. If people won't talk to you, it's hard to get extra work. But when you're approachable, you're going to get asked a lot of questions. You're going to get brought into a lot of discussions. You're going to build relationships. People are going to want you to do things. When you're standoffish, when you're not approachable, you can just live in your own little world. I know. I used to do it. I didn't mind doing work. That ain't why I was not approachable. I just didn't like people. You may be wondering, why, why didn't you like people? Because I loved me. I didn't care about other people. I was not focused on other people. I was focused on me. And unless I was coming to talk to you, I had no use for you. And the only reason I'd be coming to talk to you is because I needed something for me. I wasn't worried about what's in it for you. I was worried about what's in it for me. Now today, I'm telling you, I'm a completely different person. That's why I tell people my cell phone number, which happened to be 334-728-4143. Call me. You know why you can call me? Because I'm approachable. You can talk to me in person. You can email me. You can call me. I'm going to talk to you. I talk to people all the time. I'm sure if it's a good chance if, if, if you're listening. I mean, I got a lot of listeners today, but a lot of those folks listening are people I've actually talked to. Some of them I've never met. You may be one of them. If so, you already know I'm approachable. What I don't like is people who want to talk to me, set up a call, and then they don't call. I don't like being stood up. That's, that's terrible character. Most of those people don't get a whole lot more chances. If, if, if someone's first uh, interaction with me is to, to create distrust, that's not a good start. But I still remain approachable. Just maybe not with that person, but I'll be approachable with the next person. So you need to be more approachable. You 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 got to figure out what that means. And if you don't want to be, you definitely got to figure out what that means. You see, you could, you could excel at one of these traits and be terrible at the other 29. Or you could excel at 29 of these traits and be terrible at the remaining one. Or there could be some other ratio. You could get you could excel at 15 and do poorly at 
with the other 15. You, you, it just depends on you. Each person's different. What I know about you and I know about me, we got a lot of work to do somewhere. So that's what I'm doing throughout this series and throughout this book. I'm teaching you, exposing you to 30 traits. I tell some stories. I teach some points. I share some principles. I ask some questions. I try to get you to do some reflecting because my entire intent is to provoke thought that you may have never had and to raise your level of awareness, of awareness relative to whatever I'm talking about. That's the goal. you got to figure out what to do with it. That's your job. My job that I've chosen to do is to provoke thought, raise awareness. If you're a leader, not the kind that's got a job in leadership position. If you're a leader anywhere, I'm talking about you influence people anywhere at home, at work, on your team, with your peers. Check out episode 305, learn how to facilitate that type of book study. Use your circle of influence and start doing it. Don't wait for the boss above you to do it. They may never do it. Don't wait for somebody else to do it. They may never do it. You make it happen. And when you do, you're going to start climbing to the next level and beyond, regardless of where you're at now. You could be the CEO. You know, in that example I gave before, I'm not talking about that person specifically, any person. But let's say somebody's a CEO of 50 people at a small company. They start doing what I'm talking about. They're going to have a, they may not ever want to do it, but they're going to have an opportunity to be the CEO of a lot bigger company. Let's say you're the CEO of a thousand person company. You do what I'm talking about doing through my culture book, Blue Collar Leadership and Culture, transforming the culture. That person would have an opportunity to lead a much larger company. Or let's say you're the business owner. You don't want to change companies. You own the company. Well, you learn how to do what I'm talking about, grow and develop your team. First of all, you got to be approachable. You got to have an open door policy. But far beyond having an open door policy, you got to be approachable when somebody walks through the door. You can't act like you're too busy to talk. But anyway, so, so if you own a business with 100 people, you start doing this, you're going to have an opportunity on a business with 200 people or 300 people. Double, triple, quadruple your sales. That's what's going to happen. If you ain't ever done this, you don't know that, and you may not believe me, but I know people who have done it. I've helped companies do it as a consultant. I'm still helping companies do it all the time as a leadership development uh, coach, speaker, and trainer, mentor. I do it all the time through other people. Imagine what I could do if I owned the company. Hope you got some value out of today's lesson. What I want you to do, though, is be approachable. Talk to you next time. Make it happen or someone else will. It might as well be you. Are you serious about taking your career and your life to the next level and beyond? Check out Max Story's Blue Collar Leadership Series books and others, now available on audio, along with paperback and ebooks at Amazon, iTunes, and Audible. Please visit bluecollarleadership.com to learn about Max books, 
programs, special offers, certifications, and more. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast.